It seemed that entrepreneurship and spirituality were in conflict. But they were mistaken. There is a profound art to building high-performance business that expands the soul. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we are here to explore. This is the Pure Power Podcast. I am your host, Oliver Philbock. Welcome. Yes, what's up? What's up, dear listener? Welcome to episode number two of the Pure Power Podcast. I am really excited to have you here because I'm going to be sharing something really special and really dear to my heart. The spiritual fundament of this whole work that I do, of my whole path and of my life, actually. It is the centerpiece of my life. So we will be diving deep into the spiritual heart and talk about what is pure power in its essence and about our essential nature. So fasten your seatbelts and I'm excited to spend this time with you. Before we dive in, just a sponsorship message here. This episode is brought to you by Pure Power Coaching. We help high-performing entrepreneurs to create the inner shifts that expand both the soul and the business. Uh, and I've had clients raising millions of dollars in funding for the new ventures. I've had clients selling their companies successfully, engaging in big deals, setting up new projects after they became clear on their vision, after they became clear on their inner guidance, doubling and tripling their incomes, and even saving two marriages, by the way. And that's kind of just a side effect because it was not the main angle of the work. So I know that many entrepreneurs think that they can do it all by themselves, but you don't know what you don't know. So all I can say is this work changes lives. And if you are interested to explore this, then just go check out my website, www.thepurepower.de or connect with me on Instagram and let's have a talk. Boom. Now that being said, let's dive into what is the pure power at its core. And we will start this conversation by going straight into the most high, into the most deep and looking at the experiences of the yogis and all the saints and sages who have dedicated their whole lives to the exploration of their consciousness through deep meditation. Yeah, so many who were in caves for years and for years and so many also saints in different traditions Christian saints, saints also in other religions and also in other countries, South America. Now, what they all found after doing this deep exploration was the same thing at the core of everything. They all find the same thing. They all had the same experience at the core. Yeah, and the yogis termed this, what they found at the end of the exploration, sat fit ananda And they say, this is our essential state. Now, what does it mean? Sat, chit, ananda. Sat means pure being. Chit means pure consciousness. Ananda means pure bliss in Sanskrit. Yeah. So the yogis say, after doing all their inner work, what they find at the end of everything, when everything else has melted away, is pure being, pure consciousness, pure bliss. So essentially... Our essential nature is bliss, yeah, according to the yogis. And now, as I said, we can find reference points to this in every 
religion of the world and every major religion of the world, it all has this fundamental reference point. Yeah? Jesus Christ speaks about the kingdom of heaven. Yeah? And it's referring to that same reality, to that same place. So Jesus Christ, for example, in Luke 17, 21 says, Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Is within you. Yeah? And so referring again to the same place inside that the yogis have called Satchit Ananda, the kingdom of God, it is inside your own being. Now we can again find references in many religions and in many, many wisdom traditions from many saints and sages. I will be sharing a few more quotes and a few more different experiences later on. And it just feels important here to say that I'm not preaching religion, so I'm not talking about a religious God. You don't need to have a religious belief or faith. I'm talking about the direct mystical experience. So if you don't resonate with the word God, you can replace it with your essential nature or with Brahman or Atman or even with the quantum field or universal consciousness. And at the same time, if you do have a religious practice, then also beautiful, uh, you can see all of these statements in the light of your own practice. So let's move on. Now, what's in the way? Yeah, if the kingdom of God is within me, then what's in the way? If <laughs> yeah, the essential nature is being consciousness and bliss, then why are we not experiencing that? Yeah, that's the obvious question. Well, and we can understand that through direct experience. You can try it now or any time that you've done a meditation or something like this. Yeah? You close your eyes and you want to connect with your own infinite being. And then what gets in the way? Well, the mind. No? Thoughts. Thoughts going around like a washing machine. And we are affected by our thoughts. So thoughts create emotions. Emotions create sensations, then all this agitation is happening in the body, and then it feels like we are not at all being consciousness and bliss, but rather suffering, agitation, restlessness, and, you know, <laughs> a mess, <laughs> a muddle. I remember when I started to meditate, a little anecdote on the side here, I, after having my heart broken back then, you know, in a love story thing in Brazil, I remember sitting on the beach and I was like, wow, I'm suffering so much right now. At least while suffering, maybe we can learn something useful. Yeah? And now is a good moment to start to connect with meditation and train my mind. So I started to sit every day. I made a commitment. Every day I would sit in meditation and just observe my thoughts for seven minutes. Seven minutes every day. Wow. Those were the longest seven minutes of my life, yeah? <laughs> up to that point. Because of that, yeah, when we are not trained, the mind flares up and all the agitation that we carry inside suddenly becomes visible. And we freak out. People cannot be in silence, cannot be with themselves, cannot recognize the kingdom of God inside and such ananda because the mind is so out of bounds and so agitated. Yeah, so this is what's in the way. And that is why people like to numb out. Yes? Watch TV. Well, what does watching TV do? It's uh, going below the mind. And when we look at the brain, the moment that we switch on the TV, 
the brain starts to emit alpha waves and alpha waves are an indicator of relaxation. When we meditate, we start to meditate, we also emit alpha waves, alpha brain waves. Now, so we are trying to access a state of relaxation, but we don't find the right means. And so then it's easier to numb out and to sit in front of the TV and go below the mind instead of making a true effort to go above the mind through meditation, which of course it opens much more than only alpha brainwaves. That's just the beginning. And then later we have theta brainwaves, uh, delta brainwaves, mystical experiences, recognition of God. Anyway, yeah, so just a little, uh, a little injection here. That's why people are watching TV. It's really to escape the mind, to escape the noise. But in that, they also don't find such it. And another, they just find kind of like a reduced beingness, a bit of like a vegetable state. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm not dealing with my mind. I'm not doing the thing. It's a bit like popping a pill or taking some kind of an antidepressant. It just makes the noise go away. And then the mind is not clear and sharp any longer, but at least I get some relaxation. Yeah, so that's the kind, of, the kind of approach here. Okay, well, so now what? Yeah? So Satchitananda is at the core. The mind is getting in the way. Well, what then is the goal of authentic spiritual practice? It is to deconstruct the patterns of the mind until the practitioner is not taken by the mind anymore, but rests in the oneness with spirit, sat, chit, ananda, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Yeah? That is authentic spiritual practice. It has nothing to do with talking about chakras and lighting incense and speaking with angels and whatnot and having crystals everywhere in your house. You can do all those things, beautiful, but the spiritual journey is a journey of deconstructing the mind to recognize spirit. That's why it's called the spiritual journey, the kingdom of heaven. Everything else is nice and can be very supportive in the process. Yeah, nothing against incense. I also have crystals in my home. <laughs> but sometimes people mistake the ornament for the actual goal. Yeah, the goal is not to put crystals in your house. That doesn't make you a practitioner. What makes you a practitioner is when you deconstruct your mind and you reveal more and more of the kingdom of God through your direct experience, not because you're reading about it in a book, but because you are feeling this in your heart and it will transform you from the inside out. And that is pure power. Yeah, and that is pure power. Now, we have all experienced this in different degrees, this connection with God or with self, as the Advaita Vedanta practitioners would say, yeah, the connection with all that is, with consciousness, with the quantum field. We can use so many terms for this, and the term doesn't matter so much as what we mean by it. Where did we experience this? Well, we have all had these moments of grace in our life, falling in love, when suddenly the mind becomes really empty and you just think about love, you just feel love, you see love. It fills up your being from the inside out like a flower blossoming open. 
merging and lovemaking with your partner where you don't know anymore who is who and who is active, who is passive, who is giving, who is receiving, who knows, yeah? This state merging and there's no thought, no mind activity and we touch on our natural essence, Satchit Ananda, watching the waves in the ocean you know, on a rainy day and the mind kind of just melts away, becomes like honey, the thoughts become like honey and then they melt away and at some point there's just this almost mystical recognition of the ocean inside and something really deep is being moved, quietness, we cannot put words to it. That is an authentic experience. Entering a flow state in sports, well, no thought there. There is no thought. There is no thought. There is just life unfolding, unpacking itself through our existence and a unity somehow in that. No separation. I'm not thinking about you know, what is mine, what is yours, this, that, beingness. Being confronted by, by death, it touches something very deep inside, very deep. I remember being with my beloved sister in the moments before her passing and the days before her passing and sitting next to her bed and watching over her as she was sleeping. I was the only one in the room and this moment of feeling the presence of death and just feeling it really shake every cell of my being in, into a vibration. I started to really shiver there and the whole body started to move, but no thought, just, just a vibration there, just a connection somehow with something profound. Also witnessing birth, I have not witnessed birth, but from what people share with me, yeah, it's the same, this touching on the mystical essence of life. Anyway, I could be giving examples like this for the whole episode, but you see what I mean. We have touched this. We have experienced this. It's not foreign. It's not some heaven in the afterlife, paradise sort of situation that is completely different from what we know. No, it's our natural state. Our natural state. That's why it's called the original spirit. So we are all connected to this. And that's what the great saints and sages mean when they say that we are all one. Of course, we are not all one human being. We have different personalities, blah, 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 stories, different physical makeup and so on. But we are one in spirit. We are one on the level of Satchit Ananda. And this cannot move. This essential nature it cannot move. It is behind every thought, behind every sensation, behind every manifestation. Where should it go? Where should it go? So people are looking for it. They go and they climb a mountain and they go to the church and they go, you know, travel the world looking, looking. And me too. I also did that. But we will only find it inside. It cannot move. Where should it go? Where should it go? Yeah, again, a few quotes on this. Uh, again, from the Bible, Colossians 1.17. He, referring to God, he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Omnipresent. Yeah? Bhagavad Gita, 
different tradition. Lord Shiva, so God, I am here and now in all this omnipresent. Or a quote by the great saint, very, very dear to my heart, the holy master Ramana Maharshi, call him Ishvara, so that's the personal God, or Atma, the self, or what you will. He is omnipresent and omniscient. Only people cannot see him. So this is what we are facing. This is the human journey and the spiritual journey to reveal this truth inside. Now, of course, going there through stillness, through meditation is a path, and there are so many paths to reveal this. But there is also something a bit like a bridge between this inner consciousness and the outer manifestation. Because somehow, for some mysterious reason, from this ground of existence, all of life sprang up, right? We've had some kind of a creation thing. Maybe there was a Big Bang. It's, we, we don't know for sure. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe it looked different. But somehow out of this inner nothingness, a somethingness came. And this, according to the tradition of Kashmir Shaivism, which is a very, very beautiful non-dualistic tradition, very deep, very, very, very beautiful. They say that there is a subtle creative pulse of the absolute, so of this kingdom of heaven, the stillness, Satchitananda, there is a subtle creative pulse of the absolute as it takes form. And this they call Spanda. Spanda, yeah? In physics, I mean, we could extend it. Maybe we'll do another episode at some point. We could extend this conversation for so long. But also in physics, we can find these concepts. Just, of course, they have different words. Quoting here from the Scientific American Journal. All things in our universe are constantly in motion, vibrating. Even objects that appear to be stationary are in fact vibrating, oscillating, resonating at various frequencies. Resonance is a type of motion characterized by oscillation between two states. And ultimately, all matter is just vibrations of various underlying fields. Yeah, so Spanda, what the Kashmir Shaivists said, the absolute is vibrating and it creates reality. Well, we can see that in physics. Yeah? The Scientific American says, ultimately, all matter is just vibrations of various underlying fields. So this vibration is kind of like a bridge between this inner reality and the outside manifestation. And the implication that this has for us is that we can feel spanda in our heart. And specifically in the heart center, which is not the physical heart on the left side of the chest, but it's roughly in the center of the chest, a little bit actually to the right. It's where the heartbeat emanates. If we look at the physical heart, this is the spot where the heartbeat stems from, where it's the electromagnetic impulse is being initiated. This place is a very mystical, very beautiful place and uh, is our connection, so to say, to this infinite realm of Satchit Ananda. 
And it is the place where we can feel spanda, yeah, this vibration between the formless and the form. And it becomes apparent in our experience as joy, as enthusiasm, as a vibration, yeah, a vibration in the being. And again, Jesus Christ says, the kingdom of God is in your heart. He doesn't only say it's inside you, he says it is in your heart. Well, this is what is meant. Yeah, this is what is meant. He also said, Matthew 13, 31 to 43, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. And this is smaller than all other seeds, but when it is full grown, it is larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. So beautiful. Huh? So he says it's smaller than a mustard seed. Why? Because it's quite small, this place inside of our physical being where we can feel this vibration, where we can connect to this sacredness of existence. But then from there it grows into a magnificent tree. And this, yeah, this is what pure power is. This is, this is the whole thing. This pure power that emanates from the center of our being and that somehow finds a vibrational expression into action and then creates trees where other people, other beings can find rest and solace and love and freedom. That is pure power. It is to gradually melt the mind into the heart and to touch on the ground of stillness, satrit ananda, bliss, freedom. This freedom is always with you. It can never be taken. Where should it go? And from there to pick up spanda, this vibration, which becomes apparent as a joy, as enthusiasm, as love, as an inner creative impulse. And to move with this vibration, to create powerfully in the world, following the innocence of the heart. So we are moving with creation instead of moving against it. And the whole business becomes a meditation, becomes a spiritual practice. Why? Yeah, because we felt inside of our own heart this impulse of enthusiasm, of joy. It's like we do something, whatever it is that you do in your job, in your profession. If you are really good at what you do, then there is some moment in your activity where you don't exist <laughs> as a separate person, but you become transparent. See for yourself if you can relate with this. Maybe you give speeches on stage or something like this. Yeah? And you know that the moment you go on the stage, something takes over. Just something flows through you. You don't even quite know what is happening, but something flows through. Yeah? Transparency, direct expression of the creative principle through you in that moment. Well, voila, yeah? this is a connection point for you to connect with your original nature. And that is pure power. But then there are also those moments when you do something and you really don't want to do it. And you are resisting yourself and you are pushing yourself. Pushing yourself to, like, whatever, you know, do all the accounting stuff yourself to save another 
hundred bucks or something, yeah, with this inner attitude that is completely contracted and tight and tense. Well, here you are, you are in conflict with creation. Creation wants you to do something else, but you are not listening. You are pushing against it. And a lot of business has been built purely based on that, purely based on the mind, without joy, without enthusiasm, without feeling, but just as a means, as a strategy to make money. And we see the consequences of that in the world. The whole planet is suffering. We have wars. We have destruction of nature. People are constantly running around like in a panic, trying to get faster and faster and faster. But they don't know where they are actually even going. They're running faster and faster, but they don't know where they're going. They don't understand how to come home into the heart. And so they're running and running and running in agitation, afraid to die because it will feel like they wasted their life because they were just running around and not making any meaningful progress in connecting with their essence. If we wish to live in harmony with existence, it begins on the inside by attuning to our own inmost and pure frequency simplicity in the heart, spanda, enthusiasm, doing what we do with love, building our business around our genius, around the things that give us joy and enthusiasm that we really care about, simplicity, and then doing that powerfully, giving all of ourselves into it, just like in lovemaking with a partner where you are melting, you give all of yourself, no holding back. And that's why you're having this transcendental experience because you're not holding anything back. Or if you are, then you don't have this transcendental experience. Then lovemaking feels like a performance, like a show, like a contraction. But when you give all of yourself into it, you dissolve and that too is pure power. And I invite my clients and everybody and you and everybody in my space to build the business in this way, giving all of yourself, dissolving into it, but without the half-truths, without the compromise, without the sacrifice, fully with Spanda, fully with this primordial vibration that is alive in you. Something wants to be expressed through you. And that's why you are here. And that's a path to connect you to your inmost, to the kingdom of God. So a few quotes in closing. Another one here from the Bible, Matthew 18, 3, again from Jesus Christ. He said, truly I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So what does it mean, become like children? Well, stopping the politics following the joy of the heart, spanda, build your business around that, do it beautifully, enjoy, don't postpone. And not with this, not like a politician, doing all the things you don't want to do and then acting as if you love it, like in this subtle form of manipulation. That's not what it is. Unless you become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And then another quote here from Eckhart Tolle, 
When you lose touch with inner stillness, you lose touch with yourself. When you lose touch with yourself, you lose yourself in the world. Your innermost sense of self, of who you are, is inseparable from stillness. This is the I am that is deeper than name and form. Sat, Krit, Ananda. I am as a way of expressing this pure being, Sat, that the yogis are talking about, and this primordial vibration. And so he says, when you lose touch with yourself, you lose yourself in the world. And again, this is why people are running around like in a rat race, without any place, without any destination. And this is when business becomes a chore and a hassle and a sacrifice instead of being a sacred endeavor and a beautiful endeavor and a gift of love and beauty to the world. So, voila, this is pure power. This is pure power. I try to condense here a lot of information into a short amount of time. If you have never dealt with these aspects of consciousness or read about these things, it may have been a lot of information, but I hope that this episode is sparking something in your heart and is reminding something inside of you, maybe even beyond the mind, of your essential nature. Because it cannot be anywhere else. It is here with us right now. The freedom that you are, the love that you are, the bliss that you are, the innocence that you are, the purity that you are, the pure power that lies in your own creative potential that wants to actualize itself through your existence, it is here right now. So may this episode serve as a reminder of this for you and as an anchor for this, to anchor this so deeply into your being that it is unshakable and that you move with it with trust and with faith. In the following episode, we will relate how to bring this into your business. So today really was a deep dive into the spiritual fundament. In the next episode, we will speak about how to bring this into your business. We will speak about the zone of genius concept, which is a very, very beautiful, really precise leading edge model for business. And it is just this in action, what we have been speaking about. And then in the following episodes, we will be deepening together. Final little shout out. If you have spiritual aspiration and you want to deepen into meditation and into your connection to Spanda and also experiencing this directly in your own being, I want to express my highest recommendation for my meditation school and my meditation teacher, Ridaya Yoga in France and in Mexico. And I will put the name into the show notes and my meditation teacher, Sahajananda. I have infinite gratitude in my heart for this school and I cannot recommend it highly enough. So if you want to dive deep into this inner exploration, my highest recommendations. And of course, if you want to bridge it into your business and have something where you don't go kind of into a retreat, then feel free to reach out to me and I'm very happy to have a talk as well. That being said, blessings, 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 and I will see you in the next episode. Peace out, much love, many blessings. Thank you.